Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Tim, and you're listening to The Gospel According to Lucas, where the Force meets Catholicism. Every episode, we analyze scripture through the lens of Star Wars to uncover the Christian connection with a galaxy far, far away. If you'd like to read along with us, you can find a link to today's readings in the show notes at thegospelaccordingtolucas.com or right in your podcast app. We are reading from the New American Bible. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing for free to The Gospel According to Lucas in your favorite podcast app. Visit thegospelaccordingtolucas.com for links to subscribe. And finally, if you like what we do, please consider making a donation at patreon.com slash audio. With me today is my co-host, Frank. How are you, and what are we reading today? Hey, Tim. I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be reading the gospel reading for the second Sunday of Easter, also known as Divine Mercy Sunday. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. When was the last time someone told you a story and at the end you thought, yeah, okay. That's Thomas. The, yeah, okay. He's that guy. He's that, and that's us. That's who we are. We're that guy. Where would we be without Thomas? Forever known as the skeptical one, ironically, Thomas is undeniably the most relatable of the apostles because he is so much like us. John tells us at the end of this gospel reading that these are written that you may come to believe. John knows his audience will be skeptical of Jesus' resurrection. So he gives us the story of Thomas, the reliably doubtful apostle. In some stories, especially those with fantastical elements, it is important that there is a doubting character because we as the audience need to see them transformed 
so that we may come to believe as well. In Star Wars, there is no better doubting Thomas than that of Han Solo. When Luke is training with the lightsaber and blast shield in A New Hope aboard the Millennium Falcon, Luke lets go of his conscious self to believe in the Force and deflects the blocks from the blast droid. After Han scoffs the use of the lightsaber, Luke pointedly asks Han, you don't believe in the Force, do you? Even though he just learned about it like three hours before. Han responds quite famously by saying that he has, quote, flown from one side of the galaxy to the other, seen a lot of strange stuff, but never anything to make him believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. 30 years later, in that same spot, Han tells Finn and Rey that everything about the force is true. Han's experience in those 30 years teaches him something important. He had to let go of his conscious self, the very thing Obi-Wan tells Luke when he's training with the blast shield. Han was too wrapped up in his own head, in the tangibility of the world, to believe in the miraculous. Like Thomas, Han needed to the he needed the visceral experience of the fantastical to turn doubt into belief. We may not be so lucky to have a moment like Thomas. And in fact, Jesus tells us, blessed are those who believe without seeing. It's better that we don't have that moment. But we do have lives like Han. We have experience. What we need is to let go of our conscious self and to open our minds to our experiences. Where are the miracles around you? You don't need to seek them out. They are everywhere, only if you have the mind and faith to see them. Han Solo is such a good like poster boy for this for this reading uh as the as the thomas the doubting thomas of the of the bunch and it, and you did a really nice job sort of showing the um the other side of that 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 even the doubting thomas like that that's us and we have the potential and we have the um you know the the, the possibilities that like to turn that doubt into great faith um and uh, like like Han did, like he he started from a place of doubt and came to a place of of believing. By by the time we're in the the uh, prequel, the sequel trilogy era, but uh, in, in the same way, we have the we have the opportunity, we have the possibility to take our uh, moments of of doubt and uh, and to put our trust in 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 Christ and and to find you know to find great faith where we didn't think we had any. Right. And I, um, I, again, you go back to what Jesus said is like, you know, it's great for you, Thomas, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course, it's great for you, Thomas, that like, I, you had to come put your dirty hands inside my, my open wounds, you know, <laughs> like, I'm glad that worked out for you. But, um, but for everybody else, you know, thank you for not taking your dirty fingers and rubbing them in my wounds. Um, and because you don't actually have to do that to believe. Right. And, it's just a weird poll, but it kind of goes into um, something Grant, writer Grant Morrison said about, you know, about kids and adults. And he said, you know, kids don't demand why the crab is singing, but adults do. Yeah. Like adult adults need to understand how the world works. Kids don't care how Superman flies. Adults care how Superman flies. How does that work? And in some ways, that's the faith of a child that Jesus talked about, right? You have to have childlike faith. You like it's not like there's nothing wrong with questioning. 
And there's nothing wrong with exploring and growing and like rooting for answers. That's what we're all encouraged to do. We should question. We should look for more, look for more answers. But there is going to come a point where God just says, look, you got to believe or you don't believe. Mm-hmm. And that's up to you. And so like, and that's Han, you know, he doesn't like, there's never a moment where Han's like sitting down reading a book, like where he's like, I'm just trying to figure out how this force thing really works. You know, like, you know, like I don't see the strings. Where's the invisible this? Where's the tape? Where's the, the like, that's not what Han does. He looks at his experience. He looks at what he sees and knows and feels and believes. And it takes him a long time to get there, but he does. So it really, it's okay if it takes you a long time. Yeah. That's okay too. Like, and it's okay that if you fall back, if you fall back into doubting, but you got to strive through it. Yes. Just like Han, just like Thomas. I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote one of my favorites, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, one of, you know, not, not just uh, a saint in, in Christianity, but considered one of the greatest philosophers of all time, even in secular circles. He, you know, he, he said, uh, it's necessary for the perfection of human society that there should be people who devote their lives to contemplation, to asking questions, to, to looking for the truth and digging deeper. And he, like, like you were just saying, Tim, he also said, faith has to do with things that are not seen and hope has to do with things that are not at hand. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's about, you, you have to use your senses. You have to question you. That's how we learn. And it's necessary as he said, that that we devote our some people devote their lives to questioning, and then there's also a place for faith, where where you where you have to take that leap of faith sometimes with with things that are that are not seen. Yeah, it's perfect, Frank. Um, well, happy Easter, Frank. Thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for all. Uh, thank you for all of you who are listening. Know that we are praying for you. We hope that you pray for us. God bless, and may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.